All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us, let us begin. Today, Baruch Hashem, very exciting day. We begin by thanking our sponsor, our sponsors for the month of Kislev, Sami Malka Esterson, for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Joshos this month in memory of their parents, Yitzchok Leib ben Aaron Akoin, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, and Hinda Bas Henech Ephraim. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating the Shi'urim this week in memory of Paul's sister, Zahrini Shulamis Bas Shmuel. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in the Chamarabos. So with that, let us begin. We are going to make a run for today in Merit Hashem. A lot to do today, Baruch Hashem, but we can do it. We are starting on Lamid Dalid Amud Aleph 34a. We are picking up. 23 lines up from the bottom, Matsinu Lameidin, or I will say, if you want to see, um, you see like the lines get wide, then they get shorter again, then they get wider, right? It's about eight lines up from before the first, before the first set of wider lines. Matsinu Lameidin, so I will say, so remember again, we spent, I know we did the first part of this daf yesterday a little bit, a little bit quickly, but we spent a significant amount of time trying to figure out, number one, the number of tkios. And number two, the notion that the Torah only calls the sounds on Rosh Hashanah a trua. We also spent some significant time focusing on the idea that there is a tekiah before the trua and a tekiah after the trua. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, Matzino Lameidin, Shalosh Truos, Vishesh Tekiyos, and Namru Bar Rosh Hashanah. Turns out that there are a total of three truos, which we've established, and six tekiyos. Six tekiyos. In other words... The six tekiyos, because again, there's a tekiyah before and after every trua. So the Gemara says, Two of them are midda and one of them is midda So we'll discuss what this means in just a moment. So the Gemara says, for example, Shabbason zichron trua, Vavarta shofar trua. The two phrases, Shabbason zichron trua, Vavarta shofar trua, these are midda Torah. These are biblical tekiyos. Biblical truos, I should say. Yom Tru Yelachem Litamudahuba. Remember the phrase Yom Tirua ultimately comes for another drasha. This was what I was saying yesterday's daf, the Xer Shava between Rosh Hashanah and the Midbar. Rabbi Shumar Rahmani, first of the widest lines, Rabbi Shumar Rahmani, Amar Rabbi Yonasan, Achas Midibator, Shtai Midibrisofrim. He holds no one of them is Doraisa. And two of them are Dirabanon. Vavarta Shofar Trumit Divaitora. The phrase Vavarta Shofar Trua, that's biblical. Shabason Zichron Trua, the Yom Trua Yelachem Litamudahuba. But the other two phrases, Shabason Zichron Trua and Yom Trua, are ultimately needed for something else. So I'll say, I just want to clarify something. When the Gemara says that these are three Psukim the Gemara is quoting. So when the Gemara says that, let's say we just said one of them is Daraisa, two of them are Dirabanon. So we'll say, how can you say it's Dirabanon according to Pasik? What it means is that two of the Psukim are used for another drasha. They're used for something else. So tangentially, or kind of like yeah, we'll call it tangentially, they're used for to teach us the tekiyas, but that's not the primary thrust of the Pasek. Ma'ila Talmud what's the drudge we make for the other two psukim? Mi'bayi bayom v'lo We needed to teach us, one of them was needed to teach us, Yom Teruah, to teach us that shofar could only be sounded by day, 
and not by night. Where does the other opinion learn that shofar can only be blown by day and not by night? They learn it out ultimately again from Yom Kippurim of Yovel. So the Gemara says, Yom Kippurim Yalif Nigmar Nami Minei Lipshuta Lefanel Lipshuta Lacharel. If that's the case, we're learning out from Yom Kippur. Why not learn out from there also the din that there is a tekiah before the truah, a tekiah after the after the a tekiah after the truah, to which the Gemara says, Vavarta Taaviru Lo Mashmalu. Ultimately, again, because they do not darshan the drasha of Vavarta Ta'aviru, says the Gimara. Elamai darshibahu. Ultimately, again, so how do they darshan? Vavarta, kidrav masna, damrav masna. As a masna explained, Vavarta derech avaraso. We'll say Rav Masna explains that Vavarta teaches us that shofar must be sounded derech ha'avaraso. If you look at Rashi, Rashi is on both sides of the page over here. This is the left-hand side of Rashi, about uh, 10 lines up from the bottom. Lebe'ute hafcho v'takabo. To teach us that if you blew the shofar upside down, it would not work. Ta'avirut kam rachmana na'avre biyad. Ta'aviru that the Torah tells us, tells us. So you might have thought, when it says ta'aviru, maybe ta'aviru just means that halacha lamaisa, you have to carry it by hand, right? And maybe again, there's no din, or as well say, it's a strange havamina, but the havamina maybe is that you would just carry the shofar. And maybe halacha lamaisa, there's no din of sounding it, to which the Gemara says, ve'idach dirav masno. The other opinion ultimately learns out from Rav Masna as follows. Midishani bidibure. Ultimately, again, since the Pasuk went ahead and changed the way it phrased it. Ta'aviru biyad lo matis amrit. So the say the notion that ta'aviru means carrying the shofar by hand, that does not seem to be a logical drasha. The gamar avra avra mimosha. Make a gzir shavav avra avra from Moshe Rabbeinu. Ksiv hacha vavarta shofar trua. It says over here, Bosal HaShavah, the Pasuk, vavarta shofar trua. Ksiv hasam vayitzav Moshe vayaviru kabo machana. And it says, Moshe Rabbeinu vayaviru kabo machana. Moshe Rabbeinu commanded, they sounded a call in the machana. Malahalon bekol, afkan bekol. Just like by Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about a sound, so to over here, vavarta shofar trua is talking about a sound. And according to the Tan who learned that from the Midbar, why don't you say the same way that in the Midbar it was trumpets? So to hear it's trumpets. Talmud Lomar, Tiku Bachodesh Shofar Bakesaliyom Chayenu. Ezehu Chag Shachodesh Miskasebo, which is the month in which the moon is obscured. Havi Omer Zerashishana. That's Rosh Hashanah. Ve'ka'am Rachmana, Shofar. And the Torah explicitly uses the Lashon of Shofar in conjunction with that month. So we'll say, so again, this is, so what comes out of it, just to say what everybody's agreeing with is, we have three mentions of Shofar. How you dash in those three mentions and what you do with those three psukim is subject to Samachlokas. The bottom line conclusion that the, Gemara, that the Gemara reached is, Torah uses the word Trua, Three times, trua three times. We also know that in order for the trua to be effective, ultimately there has to be a tekiya before the trua, a tekiya after the trua. And I'm going to say, so what does this yield us? What does this yield us? Nine sounds. Tekiya, trua, tekiya, three times.
three times. And again, hence the Mishnah that said, we blow Tekiya Trua, Tekiya three times by Malchias, by Shofros, and by Zichronos. Good. So we'll say, so now we're going to see the further development of this idea. Iskin Rabbi Abo, sorry, Tekiya, Tekiya, so listen to this. So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi, sorry, Rabbi Abo, did something very interesting in Kesaria. What did he do in Kesari? Tekiya Shlosha Shvarim Terua, Tekiya. So we'll say, look what he blew. He blew a Tekiya, three Shvarim, a Trua, and a Tekiya. What we call Tekiya, Shvarim Trua, Tekiya. Now, why, why did he go ahead? Now, why did he go ahead and blow this? So he figured like this, Manavshach. I Yelule Yalil Laavir. Tekiya, Trua, Tekiya. Ve'i Genuche Ganach, Laavid, Tekiya, Shlosha Shvarim, Tekiya. So Misvekas will say, so the Gemara is saying, Rabbi Yavo, what are you doing? Remember, Rabbi Yavo, so yesterday's daf. All the Torah tells us is you have to blow a trua. We had a machlokas. What was the machlokas? What was the machlokas? What's a trua? What's a trua? Is the trua what we call genuche ganach, like a moaning, a moaning, what we would call shvarim? Is it a more, a more repetitive cry, what we would call a trua? So Rabbi Yavo wasn't sure. He wasn't sure. And therefore, again, what did he do? He, he did them all. He did them all. He did a tkia, shvarim, trua, and a tkia. This way he covered all of his bases. So the Gemara says, Maskev Rabbi Avira, the Dilma Yelule Hava, the Kamafsik Shlosha Shvarim, Bain Trula Tkia. So I will say, here's the problem with that. Maybe, maybe at the end of the day, Really, the real sound of of trua is what we call is what we call trua, right? But here's the problem. Remember, what is Rabbi Avo blowing? He's blowing a tkia, shvarim trua tkia. The problem is, if trua is really what we call trua, then what? There's a hefsik. There's an interruption. See, I will say the halacha is, in order for the in order for the unit to work, there can't be any interruption between the bookend tkios and the middle sound. If you're wrong. And what we call trua is really trua. Then what? The shvarim you're blowing before the trua interrupts as a hefsake between the first tikiya and the middle sounds. And is that not problematic? So the Gemara says it's okay. The hadr avit tikiya trua utikiya. It's okay because he also sounded a tikiya, a trua, and a tikiya. Maybe the real sound of trua is what we call a shvarim. And if that's the case, and if that's the case, that when he blows a tashrat, a tekiah, shvarim trua, tekiah, he's making a hefsik between the last tekiah and the middle sound, to which the Gemara says, tashat. He drew blue shvar tekiah, shvarim tekiah. Shavuot say, so again, just understand what happened over here. The Gemara introduced this by saying, Rabbi Avo introduced this new idea that we should blow Tekia, Shavarim Trua, Tekia. Because they say you cover all your bases. To which the Gemara says, well, not necessarily, because if you're wrong about that sound, right? In other words, let's analyze this. If what we call Trua is really Shavarim, is really Shavarim, so you have Tekia, Shavarim, but then you have another sound in there called Trua, and that interrupts between, between the Shavarim and the Tekiah. And reverse, if let's say the real sound that we call Trua is really Trua, you're blowing a Tekiah, a Shavarim, 
that shvarim interrupts between the trua and the first tikkiyah, and then your second tikkiyah. So therefore, Nigmar says, no, no, no. What Rabbi Yavau did like this is he blew three sets of three different kinds of sounds. He blew tikkiyah, trua, tikkiyah, tikkiyah, shvarim, tikkiyah, and tikkiyah, shvarim, trua, tikkiyah. What's that sound familiar? That's what we do. That's what we do. The first 30, now we blow a lot more than that, but the first 30 kolos that we blow are three sets of what we call tashat, tekiah, shvarim, tekiah, three sets of tarat, tekiah, trua, tekiah, and three sets of tashrat, tekiah, shvarim, trua, tekiah. Because this way what we do is, no matter what the definition of trua is, we're covered. I, the Gemara says, well, no. There's one variation that you're not covering, which is what? Right? Tarshat. Tekiah, Shrua, Shvarim, Tekiah. So why don't you blow that? We're blowing a Tashrat. Tekiah, Shvarim, Trua, Tekiah. But why don't you blow a Tarshat? Tekiah, Trua, Shvarim, Tekiah. See here we go. The Gemara says, Ihochi, Le'avinami Ipcha. Tekiah, Shrua, Shlosha, Shvarim, Tekiah. Dilma, Yalil, Veganach. So why don't you blow that variation, right? Why don't you blow both say, Tekiah, Trua, Shvarim, Tekiah. Go ahead and blow Tekiah. Short cries, Trua. Longer cries, Shvarim, Tu, 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 and then Tekiah. To which, I know that's very helpful when I do that. So, Sigmar says, No, Kimirs, Kimisra, Be'inish, Mosa, Be'resh, Shaganach, Vahadar, Yalu. So this is very friendly. Gimar says, That's not how people cry. When people cry, remember again, I was like, I met yesterday's daf, the Trua, the Trua, ultimately is learned out from the mother of Sisra. Right? Remember again, Torah says Yom Trua, we translate Trua as Yevava, a cry, Vatiyavev Em Sisra, the mother of Sisra cried. The Hadu people cry. So two different types of cries. There's a Shvarim cry, elongated sobs. There is shorter cries, like the Trua, the staccato type cries, tu, 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 tu. So the Gemara says, when people cry, the nature of crying is such is that people first go ahead and sob in prolonged sobs, and then after they get a bit more excited, in a, in a, in a sad way, they go ahead and they utter the smaller staccato, staccato cries. So therefore, again, the notion of a tekiah, trua shvarim tekiah, is not the way people cry, and therefore, again, which, which is really actually quite, quite an amazing idea, because also remember again, also, Rashi pointed out on Lamed Gimel Lamed Days, that the notion of the Shvarim cry is like the cry of, 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 of Cholim, of Cholim, and then the Trua, ultimately, again, he says, is the cry of mourning. So I'll say almost, it's almost like a progression of sadness to a certain degree. The Cholim cry is a cry ultimately of desperation, of desperation, of difficult circumstances. The trua is almost a cry of yeosh, of giving up, which is such an incredible yisod. You'll say, what does that do in Rosh Hashanah? There's no yeosh in Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Nachman says, Ein shum yeosh ba'olam klal. There's no yeosh in the world at all. But say, it's not a yeosh of giving up on ourselves. But remember again, the whole notion of shofar is tied into the mother of Sisra. The whole cry of the mother of Sisra is the cry when you have to acknowledge your realities and embrace what is instead of living behind the facade, which all too often we do. So the way it works, I will say, is first I'm upset 
when my illusions in life prove to be untrue, that's the shvarim. The trua, which is the cry of yeosh, is not a yeosh on life, but it's a yeosh, it's a giving up on my illusions. I'm tired of perpetuating the illusions of life. I'm tired of perpetuating the mistruths of life. I give up on them. I give up on them. I'm ready to embrace the reality of what is and ready to maximize what is. So the mark goes right. If remember again, this was an interesting case. You go ahead and you blow one tekiah, a double tekiah. We spoke about this case many times. You blow a double tekiah, so you only get one tekiah out of that. I'm Rabbi Yonasan, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, sorry. Shama, I'm a base. Shama, Tesha, Tekiyos, Petesha, Sha'os, Bayom. What's a very interesting case? Let's say you heard, so remember again, what we've established is what you need here in Rosh Hashanah is nine sounds. I, how does nine become 30? How does nine become 30? Because again, we're just not sure what those nine are. Okay, fine. So you must listen to this case. Let's say you heard nine tequios in nine hours. In other words, you, 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 you spread over your tequios over the day. Yasa, you yotze. Tayinam Yachabrais that supports this. Shama Tesha Tekios Petesha shows. If you heard nine tequios over nine hours, Bayom, Yotza, your Yotze, Mitespene Adam Keachad, Lo Yotza. What happens if you hear you have nine Bale Tokea, nine Bale Tokea, and they blow nine signs, nine, nine sounds simultaneously? You're not Yotze. And I will say, now why are you not Yotze with that? Rashi says over here, Mitisha Bene Adam Keachad, Lo Yotza, Trey Koli Lo Mishtamai. Because we'll say that's a general principle we hold, that two sounds, two voices, cannot be heard simultaneously. So when you hear nine sounds, nine sounds simultaneously, you're not actually hearing nine sounds. So the Gemara says, Tekiah Mizu, Utro Mizeh, Yatza. But say, what happens if you hear a Tekiah from one person, a Tro from another person, a Tekiah from another person, you're Yotze. Now what's interesting in those two cases? Case number one, there are three cases here so far. Case number one is you heard nine sounds over the entire day. Okay, what's that? Yotze. Case number two, you hear nine signs, nine sounds simultaneously from nine people. What's that? Not Yotze. What happens if you hear nine sounds from nine people um, in progression? Right? What's that? Your Yotze. That goes, that goes back to the previous case of hearing nine sounds over the course of the day. Your Yotze. Va'afilu b'serigin. Afilu b'serigin. Now this is true even if the sounds are not sounded Continuously, and even if they are sounded throughout the day. So the Gemara says, "Mir Rabbi Yochanan, how did Rabbi Yochanan really say this?" Vamar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yotzadok, Bahalelu b'Migilah, Imsha k'de Ligmoras Kula Chosya Lerosh. So I yet Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yotzadok that when saying Halalu Migilah, if you go ahead and you tarry in the recitation of these items, and you have a half sick. Nehefsik is long enough to be able to complete the, the Halal or the Megillah in its entirety. What's Talacha? You have to go back to the beginning. You have to go back to the beginning. So we'll see, you see that Rabbi Yochanan holds that Halacha Lamaisa, if you have a Hefsik, if you have a Hefsik that's long enough to complete the entire matter at hand, that requires you to go back to the beginning. So how can you say that you could blow nine Tikkiyas over the course of the day. And we'll say inevitably what's going to happen over the course of the day, you're gonna have a half sick. If you have a half sick, what should that require? What should that require? Going back to the beginning. To which the Gemara says, you're right, 
But say ultimately again, Rabbi Yochanan is espousing two different shitos. When he quotes over here that if you delay, if you have a half second in the reciting of Halal or the Megillah, enough time to go ahead and recite the whole thing that you have to go back to the beginning, that's the shita of his Rebbe. But Rabbi Yochanan himself does not hold that. Rabbi Yochanan himself holds that even if you had a massive time delay, side, as long as what? You could have a time delay as long as what? As long as what? Nothing else is happening in that time. In other words, let's go back for just a moment. When the Gemara says that you could blow nine tekios over the course of the day from a, from a, from a tekiah perspective, what that would require is that you're not blowing any other sounds in the middle of those nine. So you want to spend the whole day blowing tekiahs. You space out nine tekiahs, nine, well, nine sounds over the course of the day. That's fine as long as there's no other sounds happening in that time. By Halal and Megillah, you want to go ahead and take your time and say the whole day, that's fine. But you can't have anything else then happening in the middle of that Halal or the Megillah. So, I'll say, so that's Rabbi Yochanan's position. His Rebbe holds that if there's a pause, and the pause is long enough in which to have completed the entire mitzvah at hand, that requires you to go back to the beginning. So the Marsha really, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold this here, day low. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan one time was following after Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan was saying, when they passed by alleyways, dirty alleyways, and therefore again, I guess there was either an offensive odor or offensive items there, and they could not recite Kriyashma in that alleyway. Ishtik, Rabbi Avo was silent. Basr the Khalif, after they came out of the alleyway, Amrlahu, Rabbi Avo said to Biochnon, Mahuligmar. Now that I paused in the recitation of Shema, can I go back and finish where I left off? Amrlay, to which Rabbi Yochanan responded, Im Shahisa Kade Ligmar Askula, Chose Larosh. If you waited long enough to what? Recite the entire Shema, then you have to go back. So, Bosa, what do you see from here? You see from here that Rabbi Yochanan himself holds of this idea of Hefsik. That if you have a Hefsik that is long enough in which to complete the entire Shema, you have to go back and repeat the whole thing. To which the Imran says, No, 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 Haki Karan, this is Rabbi Yochanan was saying, Lididi lo sirli. From my perspective, Rabbi Yochanan says, waiting or having a Hefsik does not require you to have to go back and start from the beginning. However, but according to you, Rabbi Yochanan, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yochanan said, according to you, Rabbi Avo, I know how you hold. You hold of the din of Hefzik, like my Rabbi, and therefore, if you waited long enough to be able to go ahead and repeat the entire Shema, if your Hefzik was long enough that you could have said the entire Shema, then you would be obligated to go ahead and start again. So I will say, I just want to point out, technically speaking, this Shokhnach adapts this halacha, that if you sounded the nine tikkias over the course of the day, you're yotze. If you heard the nine tikkias from nine people, you're yotze. Again, not simultaneously, but over the course of the day, you're yotze. Again, the only, the only caveat is, you cannot have heard any, we'll call it, alien kolos in the midst of those nine. So for example, if you're hearing tikkiah, Three hours later, you're hearing a shvarim. Three hours later, you're hearing a tkiya. That, that could work. That could work. As long as in the middle of the tkiya and the shvarim, you're not hearing anything else. So again, technically speaking, it works to hear spaced out tkiyos. Technically speaking, it works to hear nine tkiyos from nine different people. As long as, again, they're not simultaneous. They're spaced out. And as long as there's no what we'll call far, foreign is better, foreign kolos, 
that are being sounded in the midst of those nine. Again, practically speaking, Pashas, we don't do this. Tzkios, ein ma'akvos, zu. It's an interesting aloha. So Bryce says, Tzkios are not ma'akev one another. Not ma'akev one another. So I will say, what will suit this means. Brachos, ein ma'akvos, zu zu. Similarly again, brachos. I will say, Pashtos, what this means is, brachos of Shmona Esrei, are not ma'akev, are not ma'akev one another. So we'll say, if you look at Rashi, Rashi understands over here, Tzkios, ubrachos da'alma, kegon ta'anios, ein ma'akvin zu in berach v'lo taka. So we'll say, listen to this. So, what the Brisa introduced us, actually those of us who are doing Mishnah Yomi, we're learning these Mishnahis, now Masechus Tainis, about the fast days, about the special, the 24, 24 brachos, as you have a fast day, the different shofar blasts have a fast day, so listen to this, so therefore the Brisa on this Rashi, and the Brisa is talking about over here, that on a regular fast day, the tekios are not makir, in other words, if you don't sound all of the shofar blasts, but only sound some of them, it's fine. The brachos of Shemona Esrei, if you don't sound all of them, if you don't say all of them, ultimately, again, they are not ma'akev. So the Gemara says, however, tekios u'brachos shara shashan shamekipurim ma'akvos. But this is very interesting. But the tekios and the brachos of Rosh Hashanah are ma'akev. Are ma'akev. Now we'll say, now what does this mean? My time, so what this means is like this. It sounds like what it's saying over here is that halacha the tekios and the shmona esrei of of Rosh Hashanah are intertwined, are intertwined. They are a unit which are ma'akev one the other. So why is this? Amrab amrakadish parachu emru lefanei b'Rosh Hashanah malchios zichronos v'shofros malchios kedeshet hamlichuni alechem zichronos kedeshet avol lefanei zichronechem letova ubama v'shofar. So I'll say, ultimately, again, the Gemara says like this, because interestingly enough, by Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros, the Shofar and the Shemona Esrei are intertwined. How so? So the Gemara says, why do we say Malchios? In order to coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why do we say Zichronos? So that our favorable memory should rise up before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And how do we accomplish both of these things? Through Shofar. Shofar is the way we coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How does our memory ascend, positive memory ascend before HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Through the shofar. Why the shofar? What does the shofar Kaviyachal remind HaKadosh Baruch Hu of? What's my Hashem of? The Akedah. Akedah as Yitzchak. And the willingness for Arma Avinu ultimately to sacrifice his son, the willingness for Yitzchak to be sacrificed is a schus for Klal Yisrael. So interestingly enough, the Gemara posits, this is why the shofar and Shemona Esrei are intertwined. Because the essence of the Shemona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah is Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros. And Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros are only accomplished through Shofar. So I will say, we pass in Halach Lama that they're not Ma'akev, right? That they're not Ma'akev. Ideally, we, not, not ideally, they are intertwined, but let's say I will say you only have one, but you don't have the other. Can you go forward and, and go ahead and do it? Of course. In other words, if I don't have a shofar, I still damage more esrei. If I can't damage more esrei, I still blow a shofar. But in an ideal sense, they are truly intertwined. The shofar and 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 shmona esrei are truly one unit. Misha berach v'achakach nesman al shofar tokia umaria v'tokias. Let's say remember again we saw the mishnah that let's say somebody daven, somebody damaged more esrei. And they didn't have a shofar by Shemona Esrei. So they didn't sound the shofar by Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros. So what's Talacha? What's Talacha? After Shemona Esrei, they sound nine kolos. They sound nine kolos. 
says the Gemara, Taima Dalo Havili Shofar Meikara. The reason they ultimately, again, don't sound, they didn't sound it during Shmona is because they didn't have Shofar. Ha Havili Shofar Meikara, Kishamaluhu Asseb Debrachos, Shamaluhu. So both say, what do you see from this? You see from this that the only reason they're blowing the shofar after Shmona Esri in this case is because they did not have, they did not have a shofar. But Allah Chalamaisa, if they had a shofar during Shmona Esrei, they would have sounded the shofar during Shmona Esrei. Now what's the Chiddush over here? When we speak about Misha Berach, right? Who are we talking about over here? An individual. Somebody davened, somebody davened, didn't have a shofar. They find a shofar, they get a shofar after Shmona Esrei. What should they do? Blow the kolos. That was saying, was making a fascinating inference from here. What if I was davening myself, but I had a shofar? What would I do? What does it sound like? What does it sound like? Sounds like you would blow shofar during your private Shemona Esrei. Isn't that incredible? So the Gemara says, that's what it says, time of the Lohavile shofar. The reason I, as an individual, am blowing shofar after Shemona Esrei is because I didn't have a shofar during Shemona Esrei. So the Gemara says, Ha-Havile shofar me'ikara, if I would have gone ahead and had a shofar to begin with, I would have sounded that shofar during my private Shmona Esrei. So I will say, what it's, again, what it sounds like over here is that even if I'm davening alone and I have a shofar, I blow shofar over the course of Machias, Zechronos, and Shofros. So I said, watch this story. Rav Vashmo was davening by himself. He was davening by himself. He got up to daven. Amr le, Amr, I'm sorry. Amr um, le le he said to his servant, Ki nehir na lecha, when I motion to you, takali, blow the shofar for me. Incredible, right? So he's just telling us what's happening over here. Rav Papa's davening by himself for whatever the reason. He says to his servant, I'm davening Shmona Esrei, when I get up to Malchias, I'm going to motion to you. And what? Blow the shofar from Malchias. When I get up to Zichronos, I'm going to motion to you, blow the shofar. Shofros, blow for me. So Amrli Rava, so Rava said, no, 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 we don't do this. Lo Amru Ella Bachavir. But say the only time we blow shofar as part of Shmona Esrei is when? When you're davening with a kihila. Rashi says, Chavir ear, Chaburas Tsibur. Aval Yochin Mivarekes Kulva Achakak Tokia Teshat Kios. So Rabbi says, no, the only time we blow Shmona now this goes back to yesterday's conversation as well. There is a minog to also blow shofar during silent Shmona Esrei, but that is only true if you're davening with the Tsibur. It's only with the seaboard that we da- that we blow shofar as part of Shmona Esrei, either as part of personal Shmona Esrei or, or Chazar Sashats. But if you are davening on your own during, right, for, for Shmona Esrei, you daven your Shmona Esrei, you're not mafsik, you do not make a hafsik, an interruption in your Shmona Esrei, and you'll blow your nine kolos after Shmona Esrei. That supports this. Kishu Shoman, Shoman Allah Seder, Va'al Seder Brachos. When you go ahead and you hear the shofar, you should hear the shofar as part of the brachos. Malchius, Zichronos, and Shofros. When is that so? Bechaver ear. That's true when you're davening as part of a tzibor. Both say first wide line, Lamedala 34b, Lamedala Laman Beis. Aval Shalom Bechaver ear, Shoman Allah Seder, Vishalom Al Seder Brachos. I will say, but listen to this. When you're not davening as part of a tzibor, you should hear it ala seder. Now ala seder means blow the tekios in an order, but not al seder brachos, but not as part of Shmona Esrei. So when you are davening by yourself, you do not interrupt Shmona Esrei during Malchi or Zechernos and Shofros to blow the shofar. Rather, you blow the shofar after you finish your Shmona Esrei. V'yachid shalotaka. 
So we'll say, and by the way, that is halacha lemaisa, right? That is halacha lemaisa. So again, different different congregations have different minogim. But again, if we're blowing as part of malchus zechonos and shofros, that's only in a tzibor. If yochid is ever by himself, we'll say it's incredible, right? We would think a couple of years ago, what an esoteric halacha, a yedavani by themselves on Rosh Hashanah. But yet again, we all experience that. So at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. Partially experienced that. So at, at, the, at the end of the day, the Gemara says that when you're davening by yourself, daven your Shemona Esrei, blow your Tikkias afterwards. So, what next case? Second wide line. And a person who did not blow the shofar, his friend could blow for him. Okay, your friend could be Motsi you. Now, watch this. What if you did not daven Shemona Esrei? Can your friend be motzi you in Shmona Esrei? So the Gemara says, no. No. Umitzvah, so we'll say, so now what I want to point out is we're going to get to this discussion just a little bit. Now, what we're going to see, there's a machlokas about what a Shliach Tzibor is able to accomplish. What the Gemara is highlighting over here is like this. One thing that can't happen is, if I don't know how to damage Shmona Esrei, my friend can't be motzi me in Shmona Esrei. In other words, so let's say I'm standing with Ruvain. Right? I don't know how to daven. Ruben knows how to daven. So it can't be that Ruben davens out loud and I listen to him and I'm yotze with him. That won't work. A shliach tzibor in the context of a minion may work. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But an individual being motzi me will not work. An individual could be motzi me in shofar. Right? Almost, by the way, in almost any other mitzvah, right? someone else could be motzi my obligation. But in tefillah, another individual cannot be motzi me in tefillah. We'll say, now watch this last Gemara. And I will say, there is a greater mitzvah to hear Tekiah Shofar than there is to Davin. Get ready for this. And by the way, this case is codified in Shulchan Aruch. We'll say, let's say there are two cities. Two cities. City A, I can hear Tekiah Shofar. City B, there's a minion to Davin. There's a minion to Davin. Which city should I go to? And I'll compound, I'll compound the issue. Let's say I don't know how to daven Shmona Esrei on my own. I don't know how to daven. I don't know how to daven. So I need a minion. Why do I need a minion? Not just for a minion purpose. Why do I need a minion? Because I need a Shliach Tzibur to be Motzi Mi and Tefillah. So this is my choice. I can go to a city where there's Tekiah Shofar, or I can go to a city where there's a minion I could daven. Which one do I go to? So the Gemara says, you go to the city of Tekiah Shofar. So the Gemara says, well, that's not such a chiddush. What a build-up for nothing. Pshita, hadurai sadurabanon. We'll say it's not such a chiddush. Tkia shofar is daurai. So there's biblical obligation to the shofar. Tfila is drabanon. We'll say, watch this. The afagav the havadai v'hasafek. We'll say, what's the chiddush? Get ready for this. City A, city A. I heard a rumor that there's a baltokea, a rumor, but it's not necessarily solidified. But I don't, I don't know for sure. City B. I know they have a chazan, and mamish, not any chazan, like the chazan, the chazan, right? Davening is seven hours. That's incredible, right? right? So I'll say, so, so again, so now I have a suffix shofar, vaday tfilo. Which one do I go to? Suffix shofar, vaday tfilo. The Gemara says, you go to suffix shofar. You go to suffix shofar. So I'll say, so again, the truth is, it's still not such a chiddish, because again, it's still a suffix in the daraisa. Suffix daraisa is going to be the chumrah. But if you delve down into this, there's actually going to be, there's actually two primary reasons. First of all, again, the notion of tefillah, tefillah is an avodah shebalev. And because of that, technically speaking, one could accomplish tefillah 
in any meaningful dialogue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now it's true, I'm not going to have Malchias, Zegronos, and Shofros, but the Iker essence of Tefillah, I accomplish with a simple dialogue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Say, once again, it highlights the fact that what is the essence, why is Shofar more important than Tefillah? Why, why is it more important than Tefillah? Okay, leaving aside one is biblical, one is rabbinic, on a deeper level, say, this goes back to Vatiyavivim Sisra, Say, what is the entire essence of shofar? The entire essence of shofar is to bring down the illusions of life, to stop engaging in self-delusional practices. The whole reason why so often we do not gain real traction in life is because I'm unwilling to be honest with myself about who I am. I'm unwilling. I'm unwilling to be honest about what my challenges are. I'm unwilling to be honest about the things that I'm doing that I know are wrong, that I should not be doing. Yet, I refuse to stop. And we all do this. This is why Shofar is the cornerstone of Rosh Hashanah. Right? The mother of Sisra is saying, oh, Sisra will be home any minute. Any minute. Right? And the sun goes down. He'll be home any She knows he's not coming home. But she refuses to let go of the facade. She refuses to let go of the illusion and delusion. And the whole you and the whole you sort of take chauffeur is I have to stop engaging in self-delusional practices. We create entire constructs and entire hashkafas to justify things that we do that we know are really not correct. We create create a whole intricate network of personalistic excuses to allow us to get away with things that we know are not really the right thing to do. Well, at the end of the day, and again, we create a whole complicated argument of everyone who's at fault for why my life is like it is. The only person always missing from that equation is me. And Rosh Hashanah, the entire essence of Shofar, is to drop the illusions, to drop the delusions, because that is the only way I can move forward. And therefore the Aloha says, if you have a choice between Tikiyah Shofar and Tefillah, you gotta take Shofar. Because there's no Tshuva, there's no Rosh Hashanah, there's no Aserah Tzimit Tshuva, there's no Yom Kippur, there's no Tshuva, there's no comprehensive cathartic process of Tshuva, without shofar. So if you have a choice between davening and hearing Tekiah Shofar, we'd rather hear Tekiah Shofar because that is what is most necessary, ultimately, again, to engage in the process of tshuva and to create an impactful year ahead. The Gemara goes right. So remember again, I'll say in the Mishnah, the Mishnah said the same way, that the Shliach Tzibor is chayiv to daven, so every single yachid, every individual is obligated to daven as Rabbi Gamil says, that the Shliach Tzibor is motzi, the congregation. So says the Gemara, let's analyze Tanya, Rabbi Gamil, if, if you're correct, that the Shliach Tzibor is motzi, the congregation, so lama Tzibor mispadolin, then why does the Tzibor have to daven at all? And I was going to say, it's a good kasha. So again, if you're going to have Chazar Sashatz, to discharge the obligation of the tzibor, then the, why do the individuals have to daven? Amr lahem, this is incredible. Kadei lahaz dirshliach tzibor tefilaso. This is incredible. Also in Rabbi Gamil's model, do you know how he daven silent Shmona Esrei? To give the shliach tzibor time to organize himself for Chazar Sashatz. Incredible. I will say, by the way, it tells you how important preparation is for any particular life endeavor. Right? So we're going to have the entire congregation daven a personal Shmona Esrei, even though they don't need to. They don't need to because they could discharge their obligation with the Shliach Tzibor, but we need to give the Shliach Tzibor time to organize himself. 
Because if you want to be successful in any particular life endeavor, including Chazar Sashatz, it requires proper preparation. Incredible. So Rabbi Gamil says to Rabbanon, but according to you, that everybody has to daven on their own anyway, why have Chazar Sashatz? Now that's a good kasha. Right? That is a good kasha. Why are you doing Chazar Sashatz if everybody's davening anyway? Because again, there are always those in the Kehillah who don't know how to daven on their own. And therefore, again, the Shliach Tzibor is there in order to help them in this process. The remote see them. So Rabbi Gamil says, well, listen, Gamil says, well, look, you got to be honest. If, if Chazor HaShatz works for the person who doesn't know how to daven, then what? It works for everyone. In other words, either it works or it doesn't work. Either the Shliach Tzibor can be motzi, other individuals in Tefillah, or he can't. Okay, you might say some should rely on it, some shouldn't rely on it. But Rabbi Gamil says, Bepashtos, if it works for one, it works for all. Amar Rabbi Barachana, Rabbi Yochanan, Modim Chacham Rabbi Gamil. Ultimately, so the Gemara's Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, the Chachamim agreed with Rabbi Gamil. That halacha lemaisa, that I will say that the Shliach Tzibor can be motzi, the Rabbim. Even if the rabbin know how to daven, according to Rabbi Gamliel, the Shiat Tzibur could still be motzi them. Rav, Amar Rav said, Adain hi machlokes, that it's still machlokes, Rabbi Gamliel and the Chachamim. So, because remember again, the fundamental machlokes is the Chachamim hold, that halacha lemaisa, the only time the Shiat Tzibur could be motzi you is when? Is if you don't know how to daven. Rabbi Gamliel says, Shiat Tzibur can be motzi everyone. So, Rabbi Chia, Barei, the Rabbi, Barnachmani, Ozel, Amr the Shmaite Kame Dirabdimi Barchinino. So we'll say see Arab Khiabra Draba goes in and says over this ruling, Amrle, Hahi Amrav, a dying he machlokis. The machlokis is still in existence, right? The machlokis is still in existence. What is the nature of Khazar Sashats? Rabbi Gamil saying everyone could be Yodse with the Shliach Tzibar. The Rabbanan saying only those who don't know how to daven on their own. Amrli Rabba Barbarchana, Amr Le Rabba Barbarchana, Nami Hachi Kamar, Ki Amra Biochana the Hashmai say if lig alerish lakishwa Amar Adaini Machokis. Okay. Omiamar Rabyochanahi. Did Rabbi Yochanan say that it's still Machokis? Vam Rabbi Khan at Sibora Am Rabbi Yochanan Hilchisa Kirabigamlio. The halacha follows Rabbi Gamliel. So the Gemara says, Hilchasa Michlal de Pligi. So I'll say, let's analyze this for just a moment. So when you say the halacha follows Rabbi Gamliel, what that's, so we'll say, the only time you need to make a declarative statement that the halacha follows someone is when? Is when? Is when halacha, I said, there's a machlokas. But at the end of the day, if there's no machlokas, you don't have to say anything. The fact that you say that Allah follows Rabbi Gamliel indicates to us that there is still a machlokas, top of Lamed Hay. So the Gemara says, Kisalik Rabbi Abba Miyami. This is actually very interesting. Rashi says, Kisalik Rabbi Abba Miyami means Shehiflik Bismillah Liyam V'Chazar. Apparently, Rabbi Abba went out on a, on a, he traveled by boat, and then he came back. So when he came back after his boat travel, he said, Pirsha Modim Chachamud Rabbi Gamliel Bebrachos Shlora Shoshana V'Shel Yom Kippurim. Wow. So say now the Gemara just did something absolutely amazing. So said, up until this point in time, we've kind of been looking at this machlokas as kind of like one bucket, right? And what's the bucket? The bucket is tefillah, right? Tefillah. So, and our fundamental machlokas is, can I, a person who knows how to daven, be yotze with the shliach tzibar? That's, that's, really, that's really the ikhir kasha over here. Rabbi Gamliel, right? So the Rabbonon will say, no. The Rabbanon will say, and I will say, this goes back to brachas, by the way, that the Iker Takana of Chazar Sashatz was who? Was who? Kedei Lahotzi, in order to discharge the obligation of those who don't know how to daven. 
But those who do know how to daven cannot be yotze with the shliach tzibar. To which Rabbi Gamliel responds, that doesn't make any sense. If Chazara Sashatz works for some, then what? Then what? Technically, it has to work for all. Now again, also I want to be clear. Rabbi Gamil is not saying that you should rely on Chazar Sashatz. Rabbi Gamil is talking about just the mechanics. Can you rely on Chazar Sashatz? If it works for some, it's got to work for everyone. Now, Bo say, now watch this. Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba comes off the boat, comes off the boat, and he says something amazing. He says, no, we have to distinguish between the tefilos of Yamim Noraim and the tefilos of the rest of the year. That it could very well be that the machlokes between the Chacham and Rabbi Gamil is in the tefilos of the rest of the year. But by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Chachamim agree with Rabbi Gamliel that what? That anyone and everyone could discharge their obligation for tefillah by listening to Chazaras Hashatz. I would say, I just want to point out something interesting. Why does the Gemara have to mention that Rabbi Abba came back from a boat trip? Right? Why, why, why is that necessary? So I was thinking about this, because remember, there's nothing like, what, just, <laughs> what does that piece of information do for us? So I was say, so just watch what's happening over here in the Gemara. We have, right, we have a Mishnah, Machlokis, Rabbi Gamliel, and, and the Chachamim. We have a, we have a whole Machlokis over here. Do they argue? Do they not argue? Do they come to an agreement? So I'll say, here's what's amazing. Rabbi Abba goes on the boat. So Rabbi Abba say, sometimes if you want clarity in life, what do you need? What do you need? You need a little, you need to take yourself out of the circumstances and you need to be able to look at things with a clear mind. Sometimes when you're in the midst of it, when you're in the thick of it, you can't always see things for what they are. So Rabbi Abba goes, I don't think he's going on a pleasure cruise, right? He's not, he's not, going, on a, he's not going on a sunset uh, sailboat cruise. He's traveling somewhere, but sometimes just being out of your circumstances allows you to see things in a different light, which is such an incredible yesod in life. You know, that's why in Hasidus, in Hasidus, there's such an important emphasis on his bodidus, on being alone with oneself, because we all have things that we're struggling with, right? And often, and often it's very frustrating because I can't figure out the solutions to my issues. And often that's because I'm actively embedded in them. Sometimes in order to find resolution, I need to, I need to remove myself. This is what Chazal say, in the person incarcerated in the jail cannot free himself from the jail. You often can't see the resolution for your circumstances when you're in the circumstances. But if you find a way to remove yourself a little bit, right, that his bodidus, that time with yourself, Sometimes, right, it's the proverbial boat ride. You get on the boat, remove yourself from the circumstances, and suddenly you have a kind of say, by the way, this happens all the time. Even a person takes a few minutes to go on a drive somewhere, to go on a walk somewhere, somewhere out of your regular circumstances. It opens your mind in a different way. This is why, again, this notion of, uh, this notion of his boat to do. In any event, Rabbi Abba goes on his boat ride. He has clarity. He has clarity. The, that Rabbi Gamliel and the Chama agree by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that ultimately you could rely on the Shliach Tzibor for, to discharge your obligations. So the Gemara says, one second. And it appears that ultimately again, that Halacha Lamaisa, where is their argument? Their argument is by the rest of the year. Right? That's where the argument is. Ini, is that so? So we'll say, by the way, we'll discuss wh- why would the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur be different. We'll get to that in just a moment. Ini, v'amrav chanat zipara, am rabbi yochanan, halacha krabi gamliel bebrachas shal Rosh Hashanah v'shal Yom Kippurim. Ultimately, so we'll say, so once again, you see Rabbi Yochanan making a statement 
The halacha follows Rabbi Gamliel by Shmona Esrei of Rashanim Yom Kippur. Now, both say once again, like we said before, whenever the Gemara needs to make a declarative statement that the halacha follows a particular person, what does that tell us? What does that tell us? That there's a machlokes. So then, obviously, what that sounds like is the Chachamim didn't agree with Rabbi Gamliel by Rashanim Yom Kippur. Ella Amrav Nachar by Yitzchak Man Modim. Both say, what does it mean when we say Modim? They agreed, Rabbi Meir. It's Rabbi Meir agreed. Vahalacha michlal de pligi. De pligi Rabbanon. And the halacha means that the Rabbanon still disagreed. Why? What happened? I'll say, here we go. Disanya, brachos, sharashashalah, vishyom kippurim, shliach tzibur, motzi, rabbin de chabasan, divrei Rabbi Meir. Ultimately, again, the Gemara says, quoting now over here, different from Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says that the shliach tzibur has the ability to discharge the obligation of anyone. Of anyone in Shmona Sarashana Yom Kippur, these words are Mer Vechachamim Omnechum say, Keshem Shashliach Tzibar Chayiv, Kach Kol Yachid Viyachid Chayiv. And the ultimately the Chachamim say the same with the Shliach Tzibar is Chayiv, so too every individual is Chayiv. So both say, so it turns out, it turns out, before we get to the reasoning for this, it turns out the Chachamim do disagree. Right? The Chachamim disagree even by, even by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And they will hold that even by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the same with the Shliach Tzibar has an obligation to Davin. Every individual has an obligation to daven. What it turns out is Rabbi Gamliel is not alone in his assertion that the Shliach Tzibar can be motzi the individuals by Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Who else agrees with him? Rabbi Meir. To which the Gemara says, by the way, Maishnahani. Listen, let's analyze this for just a moment. Why, why, uh, why would the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur be different than the rest of the year. That you, that, that, that you would have opinions that say, even though during the rest of the year you should really daven on your own, by Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur you could rely on the tefillahs of the Shliach Tzibor. So why is it different? Listen to this. The Gemara says, Ma'ish Nahani, dina fishi kray. Well, say, this is a very simple reason. So you say, think about this in just a moment. You have Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros. Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros have 10 psukim each. But say, remember again, you're talking about people davening Balpeh, right, by heart, by memory. So no one's remembering that. I mean, you should say no one. I right? say that is a lot to remember. And remember again, you're only saying this Shimon Essay by Rosh Hashanah two times, two days a year, right, at most. In Yom Kippur, one day a year. Sa'alach alamaisi, you're going to remember all of these things. To which the Imar says, is fasting. Vam Rav Hanan, Rav Hanan said, on the name of Rav, Kevan Shamra Ubisarascha. Kasuv Lemar Shuv Enotzarech. Rabbi said, "This is incredible. This is fascinating." So the Gemara says, "Technically, listen to how fascinating this is. If when you get to Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros, if you just say the phrase Ubisarascha Kasuv Lemar in your Torah, it says as follows. Right? Look at Rashi. Kevan Shavar Ubisarascha Kasuv Kilomar Kevan Shavar Nasa Venakul Lefanecha Kimitzvas Ritzonecha." We'll say, as long as you make reference to the fact that the psukim, which back up that which you are saying in Shemona Esrei, are, 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 are written in the Torah, you don't even have to say the psukim. Right? Isn't this interesting? So as long as you say, in your Torah, it says, even if you don't actually articulate the psukim, your yotze, which is another way of saying, I will say that, you don't actually have to know all of the psukim of Musaf by heart. You don't have to know it by heart. As long as you make reference to the fact that the psukim that are part of the tefillah are written in the Torah, that's enough. That's enough. So we'll say, see, see from here, even if you don't remember all the psukim, ultimately it's okay. So therefore, why should you be reliant on the shliach tzivur? El mishum da'avshi brachas. In other words, you have to say it's because avshi. Rashi says, what's avshi? Rashi says, el mishum da'avshi, sharikan teisha 
va'arukos umatos. De'in ha'kol bekiyin abohen. So it's like, as Rashi says, it's a long shon essay. And the brachas are difficult. And there's a lot of words and a lot of concepts that most of us are not familiar with because we do not recite them on a daily basis. But at both sides of Rashi says, as follows, so So the idea over here is as follows. The opinion of Gemara says, it's a difficult Shemona Esrei. And because it's a difficult Shemona Esrei, people are going to have difficulty with it. There's also like, there's also like a, a tension over here. The tension over here is the ability to say Shemona Esrei and be totally focused on just remembering the words with the potential of sacrificing kavana versus the ability of not having to worry about the words and being able to have the kavana by just concentrating on that which the shliach tzibor is saying. So Rabbi Gamil seems to be of the opinion, we would rather you go ahead and have the kavana, rely on the shliach tzibor, and not have to spend all of your mental energy trying to remember the actual Shemona Esrei versus spending the mental energy remembering the Shemona Esrei and ultimately again not having the Kavana. And I will say, now of course, all of this presupposes that what? People don't have what? Don't have what? Their own Machzorim. Right? So remember, understand like, like what, what a privilege we have when we daven. Right? Not only do we have Machzorim, but again, you have English. Right? We have commentaries. We have all different kinds of things. We have supplements. Right? It's really an incredible thing. So I'll say, Rabbi Gamliel says, Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah is really complicated. So because it's complicated, Halacha Lamaisa, we rather people concentrate with the Shliach Tzibor than break their teeth over trying to remember what words the Shmona Esrei are. So Yimar says, Gufa, Amrav, Hanal, Amrav, so I remember, as we just said before, if you're damning Shmona Esrei, even if you don't say the Pesukim of Musaf, this is by, by, by Yom Norad, if you don't say the Pesukim of Musaf, if you just say, that's enough. So the Gemara says, We'll say, this dispensation only works when? When you're davening by yourself. But by Tefillah B'Tzibor, ultimately the Chazin can't say that. The Chazin can't get away with saying, The Chazin has to say all the Pesukim as well. So the Gemara says, Itmar, Amr Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, Echad Yochid, Echad Tzibor, Kevan Shamar, B'Srasra Kassol Leymar, Shuvin HaTzarech, Yetabasi Yev Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, saying, both by an individual and by the Chazin, by the collective, if you just said, B'Srasra Kassol Leymar, you're Yotze. So Amr Rabbi Lazar, the Olam, is said, good. So I'll say, so ultimately we have a Machlokes, we have a Machlokes, Amr Rabbi Lazar, the Olam Yazdir, the Olam Yazdir. So I'll say, very, very beautiful, Gibar. The Olam Yazdir, Adam Tfilaso, the Achar Kach Yispalo. But I'll say, in general, a person should first organize his Tfilos and then he should daven. I will say, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Make sure you're properly prepared, ultimately, for Tfilah. Now, I will say, now, from the Gemara's perspective, what this meant initially was as follows the Shliach Tzibar was often davening by heart, Balpeh. So what it meant for the Shliach Tzibar is that make sure you know what you're going to say. And by the way, not just for the Shliach Tzibar, but for the individual. So before you daven Shmona Esrei, make sure you're good, right? Make sure you, you know what it is that you're going to say. So the Gemara says, So Rabbi Abba says, it makes sense that what is this referring to? The brachos of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Prakim. Rashi says, Prakim is Moados, which means any time you're davening a Shemona Esrei with which you are not familiar. Right? So any time you're davening a Shemona Esrei that you're not familiar with, 
take the time before you daven to organize your thoughts and to make sure that the tefillah is organized in your head. Aval dechola shonalo. I will say, but the general shonah esrei daven throughout the year. We assume that what there is a familiarity with that. So because of familiarity with that, you don't have to go ahead and pause ahead of time. So I'll say, if you think about this idea, by the way, it's, it's actually really incredible. This notion of the Olam Yastir Adam Tfiloso, the Achar Kach Organize your Tfilah and then Davin. Organize your Tfilah and then Davin. So again, on a basic level, it's quite literal. Make sure before you daven Shmona Esrei, you know in your mind which brachas that are part of Shmona Esrei. Qualification of that, well, that's not for year long Shmona Esrei, that's only for what we call episodic Shmona Esrei. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Yamim Tovim, because you're not as familiar with that. So the Gemara says, Imi, is that so? You always listen to this. Rabbi Huda, when he would even daven the regular weekday Shmona Esrei, he would take time before Shmona Esrei to organize his thoughts. Right, to organize the tefillah. The Bible said, this is wild. Shani Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda was different. Kevan de mitlasin yomun litlasin yomun havimatzlai kiprakim damu. Rabbi Yehuda would only daven once every 30 days. He would daven once every 30 days. So because of that, because you're like, hey, I know guys like that, right? And I say, so, so again, he would only daven once every 30 days, right? Why? And I will say, why was that? Look at Rashi, this is incredible. So Rashi says, mitlasin litlasin, shayimachsir talmudo kol shloshin. I will say, this is back, this is back in brachas, we saw this. Jose, the concept, there's a concept of mi shetoraso umnaso. Someone who is holy and fully and totally occupied by the pursuit of Torah. Someone who spends every moment learning is exempt from tefillah. Is exempt from davening. Rabbi Yehuda was one of those types of people. Rabbi Yehuda would learn the entire day. And as such, he was Torah. So Torah so was his occupation. He was exempt from tefillah. And he would go ahead and literally review his entire cycle of learning every 30 days. So as such, there was only a pause in his learning once every 30 days. When there was that pause, that's when he would daven. That's when he would daven. That's when he would daven. So I'll say, so because Rabbi Yehuda only daven once every 30 days, therefore what? For him... A regular weekday Shmona Esrei was the equivalent of an episodic Shmona Esrei, right? And therefore, before he davened, he organized his thoughts. He organized his thoughts. So I'll say, I want to point out, scholars like Rabbi Yehuda, they were the exception, right? They, this, this, was not, this was not the norm. Even, even, amongst, even amongst the greatest of the great, this was not. So I'll tell you, there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful Sasemes. The Sasemes says, he says, but there are plenty, he points out there are plenty of people that Torah so unasam, that Torah was their occupation, yet they still daven. So the Sassam says something so beautiful. He says, because the more you learn, the more you want to daven. He says something so beautiful. He says, davening is this dialogical connection with the Rebbe It's the ability to talk to your father. So the more I learn, the more steeped in my father I am, the more steeped in the relationship, and the more I have to tell him the more I have to talk with him. So ultimately, again, the Sasemis says that's why you had many people who technically satisfied the criteria of Torah-sam, Umnasam, Torah was their occupation. But again, that Torah pushed them to want to daven even more. But again, Rabbi, you must go to Rabbi Huda from a halachic perspective, that if someone is fully and totally preoccupied, ultimately, let's finish up, I'll say, I'm going to show in Hasidah, Rabbi Gamliel used to exempt the people in the field from davening. Now, Rabbi now what does that mean? So the Am Shebesados, Rabbi say something very interesting. The Am Shebesados means the workers in the field who were unable to come to shul. 
Rabbi Gamliel felt that they discharged their obligation of tefillah through the Shliach Tzibor. The Shliach Tzibor has them in mind and he discharges his obligation. So the Gemara And it goes without saying that, of course, the people in the shul could discharge the obligation through the Shliach Tzibor. So we'll say, this is Rabbi Gamil Lashitaso. Rabbi Gamil holds you could discharge your obligation through the Shliach Tzibor, even if you know how to daven. What Rabbi Gamil is adding is not only, that, not only can the people in the shul discharge the obligation, but what? Even the Am Sheba Sados, the people in the field who can't make it to shul may not even have time to daven. Kabiyot with the Shliach Tzibor. So Gemara says, one second. Adrabo. Not necessarily. Maybe Rabbi Gamil only allows the Am Shebesados to discharge their obligation. To discharge their obligation with the Shliach Tzibor. Why? Because they're in the field. They have extenuating circumstances. However, again, people in Shul. What do you have to do if you're in Shul? Daven yourself. You can't discharge your obligation. To which the Gemara says, Tani, I'll say to give you another example of this. Tani, Abba Beredra Binyamin Barhiya. If you stand behind the Kohanim during Dochening, you're not included in Birkas Kohanim. I say, right? You're not included in Birkas Kohanim if you stand behind the Kohanim. Listen to this. Um, I'm sorry, did I skip here? I'm sorry. So again, let me point out, let me tell you the unwritten part of the Gemara. So interestingly enough, the Gemara says, is that if you're standing behind the Kohanim, you're not Yotzei Berchaz Kohanim. Yet the Gemara Masechus Brachas says, the Am Sheb Sados, the workers in the field, are included in Berchaz Kohanim. So what do you see from here? You see something very interesting. That in Halacha, if you have extenuating circumstances, will find a way to, to, to include you in collective service. But at the end of the day, if you don't have extenuating circumstances and you're, and you're there and you're present, then Allah Almighty, you got to get it right. So if you're, stand, if you're in shul and you're standing behind the Kohanim, ultimately, again, you won't be Yotze. But if you're in the field, you will be Yotze. So you see, we make a distinction between people with extenuating circumstances versus people who are present. To which the Gemara says, Eloki Asa, Rabban, Amr Rabbi Yaakov, Amr Bar'idi, Amr Rabbi Shimon Chasida, Lo Pater Rabbi Gamliel, Ela Am Shebesados. At the end of the day, Rabbi Gamliel only exempted the Am Shebesados. What that means is that Halacha Lamaisa, they can discharge their obligation with the Shliach Tzibor. My Taima, Mishum Da'anisi Bimalacha. Why? Because they are nuisance, they have extenuating circumstances because of the work they have to perform. Aval bi'ir lo. But those in the city, no. What does that mean, those in the city? No, Rashi says, Aval bi'ir lo, mishum lo anisi, v'yecholun lahastir tefilasan. Since ultimately, again, they have the ability to go ahead and organize on Shemona. So therefore, I will say, what comes out of it is something fascinating. That even Rabbi Gamil, who was originally saying that you could always discharge your obligation with the Shliach Tzibor, right? Comes around and says, not so fast. You could always use the Shliach Tzibor throughout the year of what? You have an extenuating circumstance. What's your extenuating circumstance? Either A, classic extenuating circumstance, you don't know how to daven. Right? Other classic, a geographic extenuating circumstance, you're, you're in the field and you can't get to the shul. But even Rabbi Gamil agrees that Allah if you're in shul and you know how to daven, then what? Then what? Then Allah you have to go ahead and daven on your own. Say, isn't it incredible that the Masechta ends off with this profound message, which is there are mechanisms in Yiddishkeit 
to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. There are mechanisms like that. We actually just learned this in the Chassidus Shilas and the Chassidus Chabura. There are mechanisms. The Baruch Hu leaves no man behind. If you have no, if you learn Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, if you don't have Seichel, right, if you don't know what to do, you're an Amshav there are mechanisms that are there to take care of you. The Shliach Tzibur will take care of you. Chalish Baruch Hu will take care of you. If you can't take care of yourself, the system will take care of you. But at the end of the day, if you have the ability to seize the reins of your existence, if you have the ability to daven on your own, if you have the ability ultimately again to be in front of the Kohanim, if you have the ability to take charge of your circumstances, you cannot be reliant on others. You must take the reins of your existence, you must take responsibility for your tfilos, you must take responsibility for your brachos, you must take responsibility to make good things happen for yourself in life. I will say, Shkoyach Hadjur Alach Yom Tov Vestikolei Mesechas Rosh Hashanah, I will say, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, tomorrow is a wonderful Chazara day, Emir Tzashem, Sunday morning, B'Sha'a Tova Umetzlachas, we begin Mesechas Tainas. Habal Lina Litova, Shkoyach Alosei. All right, Chevron Zoom, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, everyone. A good Shabbos, Shkoyach. See everyone on Sunday, Mirza Hashem.